Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina De La Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. We, our minds, our hearts are set on you, Father. We worship you, Jesus. We glorify you. All our eyes are on you, Father. It's not on Pastor Marcus. It's, it's not on my problems. It's not on my situations of life. I thank you, Father, that my eyes and my mind and my heart is on you. It say, my heart, my eyes are upon you, Jesus. I look at you. I, look at you. I don't look at the storm. I just look at you. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Y'all may be seated. Isn't that what Peter had to do in the, in the face of a storm? You know, he, G, G, Peter said to uh, Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come out in the water. Do you hear what I said? And I'm so glad that uh, Peter asked that question. I said, Lord, if that's you, of course, he, they all knew it was him. But, you know, there's always one guy that wants to just take an opportunity to say, if that's you, could you let me be a part of what's going on here? Yeah. And see, many people, don't, they don't, they, in, their, in their relationship with faith, they see everything going on around them, but they're not, they don't partake of what's going on around them. Yeah. And yet God is wanting you to participate. Yeah. He wants you to be a Peter. He says, Lord, if that's you, bid me to walk on the water. Yeah. Lord, if that's you, bid me as I give to walk out on miracles, to, yeah. to live out the word as you see fit. Amen. And part of the trick of that is not looking at the storms of life. Yes. I didn't say storms weren't ever going to happen. Right. Many people think, well, I get born again. I'm never going to go through a storm. I'm never going to have a problem. You know, I'm just going to fl- uh, float through uh, flowery beds of ease. N- n- no situations, you know. And here's the thing. The Satan is a sneaky little fella. He tries to steal the word that was sown in your heart That's right. immediately. Yeah. He don't wait a week. He tries to get you to discourage, yeah. get you dissatisfied, get you to think things will never come to pass. You know, that Pastor Marcus, you know, he just preaches a good word. And yeah, sure, I, I leave out here feeling good. Well, here's the thing. You, you need to create a, a, a basis to build upon. You need a foundation. Where do you get that foundation from? You get it from the Lord. The Lord is your foundation. That's right. He's the principal thing. He's the reason why you're able to uh, grow in faith and expand in faith. Amen. Amen. One of the things I noticed is that there's spiritual laws and principles at work at every level. Amen. Why is that? One reason is because God's word is works and it's absolute truth. That's right. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It'll work in healing. It'll work in finances. It, it, it works in... In giving you authority, his word works in every level. Yes. That's why his word is good. That's right. yeah. I, I want to tell you that as a, a person thinks, so, as a person thinks, so is he. So that's why you got to address some of your thinking. Yeah. Not everything you think is right. right. But pastor, I believe in science. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something. Science is a whole different is a whole different field. Science just tries to catch up with the Word of God. And we find out time and time again, as we really get in God's Word, how true it is. And, and we talk about this Word, the words that we speak, and how they produce life on us. It's, it, it's truth, amen? And Luke chapter 6, 38, he says, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For, for with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured back to you again. Yeah. 
God's word works in every area. Right. I, you just heard me. It'll work. This word right here will work in your area of walking in love. If you say, I'm going to take on the spiritual law and principle of doing God's word, I'm going to give, I'm going to start giving love. God says it'll come back to you, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Right. Will, will men put this in your bosom yes. so that you will know that you are loved? Yes. Well, how is that? Because you're a doer of the word. You're starting to do the word. The word has become your principle. This is Jesus talking. So that's foundational. It's a principle. It's, it's a spiritual law. It's a principle that, that'll work no matter what. The, the, the principle of love will always work. Now, will this scripture work for anything else? It'll work for healing. Every time I put that word in it, and, and put it in me and I put it in others, it will be given unto me, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Why? Because I have to put it in me. Right? Boy, I tell you, boy, I'm telling you, some of you are just, the light just starting to flicker in on this. Because you start to re- recognize how true this word is, things will start lighting up. Things, things will start illuminating in your life. Where there's been darkness on some things and some lack of understanding on some things, then you'll start to wait, wait a minute, this word works more than in one area? Yeah, it works in more than one area. You know, I'm so glad that a hammer just doesn't work at building a house. Yeah. It, it's good for breaking things up. Uh-huh. It's, it, you can use a hammer in many different ways yeah. and creatively. Uh, even things that you never thought were possible, right, with a hammer. How about a screwdriver? I mean, if you think about tools, now, you may, and that may not be the appropriate tool, but, but here, sometimes God will give you a creative idea with his word so that, you see, God's word is never there so that you can take advantage of someone else to use to take advantage of other people. That's where it becomes very wicked, and it can, the work can also work in reverse. If you're doing things out of a greedy, malicious attitude to hurt someone else, boy, you're sowing it, pressed down, shaking together, running over, you're going to get back what you just sowed. Boy, I tell you, boy, I'm, I'm, some people, are, some of the lights are going, oh boy, I've been sowing some bad seed. If you've been sowing bad seed, it's time to say, Lord, I rebuke that seed. It may be time to make some apologies and start living a certain, certain, a certain, uh, living a certain way. Amen. Amen. It'll also work with your authority. If you're not taking your authority over things, you're not taking over your authority over the devil. Press down, shaking together and running over the devil run you over. Because you're not taking your authority. If you're not listening to God and and living however you want to live and just kind of living vicariously, just kind of just, well, you know, whatever, whatever shall be, shall be. Not thinking about what you're doing. It, that stuff will mess you up every time. Yeah. Because, and then you're like, well, what, what happened? You cannot float through life thinking that life does not happen by purpose and by design. Yeah. See, you are given the tool of God's word so that your life can change. Yeah. Come on. No, better, no better tool in the world That's right. than the universal tool of God's word yes. working in your life. Yes. Removing things that should not be there. Removing the greed out of your life. Removing the sorrow out of your life. Come on. Showing you what is right and what's a wrong way of thinking. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 30. 
Boy, I tell you, don't, I just love God's Word. God's Word is always working yes. on the inside of me. Say, God's Word, God's word is, working is working on the inside of me. Inside of you got to believe it. He goes, well, I, I, this is only my first day here. Will God's Word work in me today? Yeah, it sure will. It sure will because, we, we, like I said, we use the Word to identify situations. Identify greed, identify uh, uh, unfaithfulness, identify where maybe we're strong in the area of walking in love. Maybe we're really strong in, in certain areas of our life, and God wants us to continue in certain areas. But maybe we're not so. We're, maybe we're not very good at you know being very thoughtful of others, very selfish and self uh, self motivated. God wants to change those things in your life. But over here in um, Mark chapter 10, verse 30. Here Jesus is talking to, to um, and let's go back to verse 17. Mark 10, verse 17. He says, now as he was going out of the road, one came running to him and knelt before him. And he asked, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. See, Jesus wasn't setting a spirit. What he was doing, he was, he was being thought-provoking with this young man. He was already challenging him from, the, from his very question. Jesus will always question your motives as to what, what, why are you coming to me? It's particularly with your motive. If you don't think you have a motive, you better check your motives. Anytime you come to God, you better check your motives. What's your motive? Are you there to just, well, I'm, I'm just going to prove to brother so-and-so this word doesn't work. Well, then your motive is all wrong and it ain't, ain't going to work. It ain't going to work for you because you're just trying to prove something don't work. That means you're not going to put any effort and you're just going to try something that doesn't work. But if you come up with a pure heart and a pure motive, say, Lord, help me. I'm real and really need of help. Guess what the Lord does? He's willing there to help you. But you, you just got to check, make sure that your motives are always right. Amen. Amen. So Jesus said, why do you call me? So you know the commandments, because he's asking, what can I do to be, some scriptures, what can I do to be perfect? What can I do to, to be right in front of God's eyes? And Jesus tells him, you know, if you want to do things right, is make sure you don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't, do not steal, do not bear false witness, don't, do not defraud, honor your mother and your father, right? Very simple ways of living, right? But so, sometimes on the inside of us, we can do all that, but we, we know somewhere there's an areas of our life where we're still lacking. Like, Lord, I, I'm doing things. I, I don't do these things. I'm living right. The Christian life, I'm talking to the Christians, people who are living right and making sure that they, 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 they when they tell something, they tell, tell things honest. They're straight with their words. All right, I'm not talking about those, the people that are still in the world just learning how to, to live a godly life. I'm talking to the folks that are, that are, that are living it straight. And so... Here you are as a believer, you're living it straight. And he answers him, teacher, all these things I have done for my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, looking at him loved him. Notice that when Jesus looks at you, I want to let you know right now, he loves you. Yes. He looks at you, he loves you. He doesn't look at you with contempt. Right. Even when you have wrong thinking, he still loves you. Right. Have you ever loved anybody who just thinks wrong? Who's just dumb? Come on, you, some of you folks are married. You know exactly who you're talking. I'm asking her. <laughs> uh, you, you look at your wife and she looks at you like, oh boy, you just, you just, I don't, you know, and you just feel like, oh Lord, please forgive me. I know I was wrong. I was thinking wrong. And you know, here's the thing. God still looks at you with love. Yes, 
He still looks at you with love. He, he knows that your, your thinking got you where you're at. He's not sitting there going to beat you over the head with your, your dumb thinking. Thank God he knows to beat me over the head with my dumb thinking. Because he'd be doing a lot of beating if that was the case. Amen? Come on. And he said to him, one thing you lack, go your way and whatever you have, give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. And come, take up your cross and follow me. Now, he was sad at this word, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. You know, he went away because he what he heard. He didn't stick around to get the rest of the answer. A lot of folks do that. They hear one part of it. They hear the part they wanted to hear, but they didn't hear. They didn't do what God told them to do. They just heard a part. If they would have stuck, if he would have stuck around a little longer he would have got the rest of the sermon on that. He would have got the revelation of what Jesus was trying to tell him. But because of a word in a moment time, not going further, cost him. See, that's where a lot of believers miss it. They hear one part of the word, they'll either get offended or or they'll lose interest or they'll lose focus. You know, they'll, they'll start moving around everywhere else to what the word is trying. They won't continue on with what the rest of the word is trying to get over to their lives. And see here, Jesus is, is not, Jesus is really trying to get in him, get him to a place of a change in his life where it's going to make his life better. Right. Say, Jesus, Jesus is just trying to get my life, just to get my life. and make it, better. make it better. Amen. Amen. So we just got to start looking at what verse was I on? Where did I? Thank you. Someone's helping me. No, that's not, that's not where we're at. 22. Now we're going to verse 23. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? What, is it, what does it mean for those who have riches? Why is it hard for them? Because it, it, you can qualify right now. All of you can qualify for those who are rich. I'm going to explain to you why. You live in one of the world's richest nations. Did you know if you live just you live in here in the United States makes you one percent of the population that's considered wealthy? Just you living here. You could be homeless and you're still doing a lot better than some of the folks in other nations. I mean, you see some of these folks, they got cell phones, they have they have (laughs) they have cell phones, they ain't got no flies buzzing around their eyes. You know, sure, they haven't taken a shower. Maybe they don't have a home. Maybe wherever they're living. But they, they have some sort of supply and some sort of revenue coming in. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of heavy, heavy uh, homeless folks. <laughs> a lot of heavy homeless folks. Like, man, you're so big and you're homeless. How are you so big? How, how, you know? But here's the thing. There's a misappropriation going on here. There's a wrong way of thinking going on here. And God wants to replace that wrong way of thinking. And, and here's this, 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 this poor fellow. He just said, how hard is it for those rich people? Why? Because their focus is on all what they have or what they don't have. Yeah. Too many people right now, the reason why they are not, they're not walking in the fullness of God is because they're, too, they're, they're, they're mine. They're, they're idle. Mm-hmm. They're idle is what, either what they have or what they don't have. They don't have the latest iPhone. They don't have the latest car. They don't have this. They look at what they don't have, and because they see what they don't have, it keeps them from going even further with God because they get offended by what they don't have or how they've lived. 
And God says, look at me. Quit looking at what you have and what you don't have and just simply follow me. Boy, I tell you, once you start changing the focus of what you off of you and start keeping it on him, your life will begin to change. Too much focus is on you. Start focusing. Remember our services, which have miracles. Have them because our eyes are focused on him. Miracles don't happen with your eyes focused on you. If you're the major, you can't receive what God has for you. Praise the Lord. And his disciples, I love their their astonishment because they're Jews. Jews know something. If you're, have you ever met a rich? Have you ever met a poor Jew? I have never met a poor Jew. They're all. He goes, "How are you so rich? I'm Jewish. I I know one guy, who uh, I used to go to Pastor Nancy's. He was he was Jewish, and I go. He goes, I I goes. I'm not poor. I'm rich. I'm goes. You're rich. He goes, Oh yeah, I'm Jewish. He goes, We're not poor. Not not any of us are poor. We're rich. I'm Jew. He goes, I go, I, I could, I, I remember we were in at one of the pe- uh, Pastor Nancy's meetings and, and he flew from somewhere that wasn't very far. I said, why'd you fly? He goes, because I'm rich. I could fly. <laughs> he goes, you could, you could fly? He goes, yeah, because I'm a Jew. <laughs> you got to understand who you are. Yeah. In other words, wealth doesn't, why doesn't wealth, why, what, what, what is wealth? I'm a Jew. Jews are wealthy. That's just part of who, part of us. That's who we are. That's his, you're a Christian. You're wealthy. Why? Because that's who you are. Quit walking around talking like you're poor. Well, making jokes like you're poor. Quit living like the rest of the world. That's the way the world talks. That's the world the world responds. Come on. But Jesus looked at them and said with all, see, again, they were very moved by what he said. They were, Bible says in verse 26, and they were greatly astonishing among themselves that who can be saved? Who can be saved? We're rich. We're Jews. How, how, who can be saved? I mean, that's a genuine fear right there. You mean I, I'm rich and how, how, what am I going to do? Because now they're, in the, they're on the hot seat. But boy, I'm so glad they asked the question. Then who can be saved? See, the rich young ruler already left. Already left. Didn't hear the answer. Didn't hear the disciples going back and forth. That answer could have saved them. That answer would have just brought them into the knowing of things. You got to stick around to, to get into the knowing of things. God wants you to stick around and get in the knowing of things. Get yourself in the knowing of your healing. Get yourself in the knowing of restoration and, 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 and walking in your authority and walking in the fullness that God has for your life. We, got, we can't just be messing around with these things. It's important that we learn to to get ourselves intertwined with God's word and let its word do its work in on the inside of us. But Jesus looked at them and said, with all men, it's impossible. With men, it's impossible. With men, it's impossible. Because why? Because men look at the natural things. Well, he can't be saved because he's rich. I mean, you look at people, they get upset when they see other people being successful. You know that? People, they're not happy when you're successful. Not everybody. Not, not, not in our flow. We, someone's, we see someone's being successful. We're like, next. That's right. That's right. Who, what do you mean by next? Me. I'm next. Yes. See, if you're going to get upset about someone getting, being prosperous, you're not going to be very prosperous yourself. Because right. you're jealous. Right. Right. Why are you jealous? Because you ain't got it. And that you're getting into envy. Yeah. Jealous, envious, 
Well, I don't believe preachers should be rich. Well, I hate to start. One day I'm going to be so rich, I'm going to be driving in the nicest car in Porterville. I'm gonna, it's going to be so... And you know, the Bible says there's, that wealth brings persecutions. Some people, some people are choking around. <laughs> you saying God wants to prosper me, wants to prosper the pastor, he wants to prosper everybody in this church? Yes, I'm saying that right now. I'm saying that right now. Some of you who came in broke are coming in your mind that you came in broke. You're, you're going to have some principles in here that you can walk in on. Find out why, why you've been broke, why you've been living short. And God's going to help you become more successful. And I mean, having a full supply, full supply for every good work. Oh, we're going to we're going to give some money so the teenagers can go on a on a on a day trip. Well, we when we could have given it for a day, uh, a full week. It's pretty pitiful. We can only send it for a day. But hey, you know, you sometimes you start where you start. We're going to get to the point where we're sending them and we're not having to worry about the parents aren't having to worry about sending their kids. We're going to rent a van, rent some rooms, give mom and dad a break. Woo, I'm so glad. <laughs> And then when they get back, oh, honey, I miss you. Don't you lie. Don't you lie. I said, man, it was good to get a little break from you, huh? Good little good break there. Praise the Lord. But God, Jesus said all things are possible with God. He says, for with God, all things are possible. Why is it possible for a rich person to enter into God? It's, it's hard, but it's possible. But why is it possible for the rich person? Because he ain't putting his trust in his money. He sees it as a tool. Money is just a tool. Yeah, right. No different than a hammer. Yeah. No different from a laptop, a tool that you use so that you can do other things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not be sitting there stressing every week about what you have and what you don't have. Yeah. Not letting it interfere with your marriage because, you know, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? And you start getting upset with it. Well, you spend your money on that. You spent the money on this. And, you, and, the, and see, the devil, that's how the devil works. He works in areas where there's lack. Well, I just got to learn to be peaceful. Yeah, you've got to learn to be peaceful at whatever state you're in. But don't be satisfied in staying where you're at. Don't stay where you're at. Learn to pick up God's word and use it and apply it to your life. It's a tool. God's word is a tool that'll help you. You know that that in the scriptures, it says, Jesus says, says, you know, if you call upon the Lord, you will be saved. All those who call upon the Lord will be saved. You know that word saved is, is, is a, it's not just, it's, it's just not on salvation. Yeah. It's the word sozo. Uh-huh. It mean, it's a Greek word. It means sozo. It means it's a, it's a word that goes beyond just you getting saved eternally. Right. It's a word that you can use. It'll save you economically. Yeah. It's a word that will save you spiritually. Yeah. It's a word that'll save you emotionally it's a word that will help you with your authority and save you because you were able to use your authority because you called upon the name of the lord he intervened and saved you Woo! praise god then peter said to him see we have left all and followed after you so jesus said assuredly i say to you there is now peter was married so he had a wife. Yeah. The first, the first, the, fir- the first uh, pope of, of the Catholic Church was married. <laughs> had kids. Had a mother-in-law. So Jesus answered and said, "Surely I say to you, there is not one who has left house or brother or sister 
or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and the gospel's sake. Who? Come on, man. This is where. This is where. This is where the rich young ruler missed it. This is where he missed it, because now Jesus is going to finish his sermon here. Well, you are getting offended when pastor talking about everybody being prosperous, including himself. You disconnected. You didn't hear the rest of the answer. And then Jesus comes in and goes, here's here's this. Here's the conclusion. Here's your answer, baby. Come on. Aren't you glad you stuck around for part two? Who shall not receive a hundredfold now and this time? Say this time. Houses. I didn't say house. Did you say house? Are you sure it said houses? Didn't you say you'll reap a house in this life? No, it said houses. Houses. Pastor Nancy, she's got houses. She's got three. I get to graduate. I'm still still on my number one. (laughs) One day I'm going to have houses. You can look at your neighbor and say, one day you're going to have houses. Come on. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands. Lands. Say lands. Say, I remember when I came to the river church, I didn't have houses. I didn't have cars. I just had my two feet. I was like Fred Flintstone. Pushing that baby around, but I got, I got there. I stuck with it. I started to prosper. Yes. Amen. You know, not everybody in your family is going to be happy when you're rich. Yeah. Not everybody's going to be excited when for you because you became successful. Well, you, why, why did God love you more than he loved me? Look, he don't love me more than he loves you. I just decided to apply his word, yes. to yeah. do his word. That's, right. That's, That's right. why I look successful. Yeah. See, my success didn't come from my own doing. And working my own principles or concocting my own ideas. It came from me taking what the master said and doing what the master said. This is not no quick rich scheme. This is day in, day out, just like an everyday burpee. (laughs) Up, down, up, down. I don't want to do it. Up, down, up, down. Uh Can I have another taco? Up, down, up, down. (laughs) Come on. Don't look at me just because I love tacos and judge me. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who shall receive a hundredfold in this time. Remember? This time. But here, notice this, what it says. With persecutions and the age to come and eternal life. In other words, you're going to have persecutions on the way up to here. But at least guess where you're going? You're coming up here. I mean, a lot of folks, they'll, they'll build doctrines about how, you know, how there's, they took a vow of poverty. I've yet to find a scripture that talks about taking a vow of poverty. I've yet to find a scripture that says, talks about you taking a vow of poverty. Say, whew, thank God there ain't no such thing as a vow of poverty. There's a vow of doing God's word. There's a consecration to living a godly life. And you and I, we're called to live godly lives. Amen. It's important that every believer learn from his, for, for him and herself, the very voice of God. This is also as important to know the, your environment, to be aware of it, to many of us that are not aware of our skill levels in this area of doing the word. Yeah. Our familiarity can add a lot of unnecessary risks. Our over-familiarity. 
In other words, we're so familiar with doing away our things our way that we never get, get God in on anything. Because I can do it. This is just normal, everyday living. I'm going to drive to work my usual route. You don't ask God where to go or how, how to enter this week. There's been plenty of times in my life where God said, today, I do not want you to go down the usual route. I want you to go down this way and go down this way. I say, yes, Lord. So I do, I do that. I've, there's been times where I didn't obey that. And I've gotten myself in an accident. I've gotten myself a ticket. I have gotten myself in things that I should not have gotten myself. All because I failed to ask God, should I do this right now? Yeah. See, in over-familiarity environment, you think everything is okay. You are secure in not knowing what you don't know. But it's not until you're doing what you thought you didn't know you were getting yourself into, and then you get yourself into jail. Well, if I would have known that, I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that like rocket science? If I would have known that, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There are some things you never have to ask yourself. Yes. Ever. Should I have an extra piece of pie? Probably not. Should I sleep with that woman? Probably not. Why not? You're not married to her. Two, you're married to someone else. Three, God's got a plan for your life. And if you do it the right way, because you're doing his word, there will be a blessing on your life because you did the word. I've known some couples that were together for years, had quite a few kids. And they said to me, Pastor, we want to make this right. Now I could say, well, you guys need to do this and do that. And I said, you know what? Let's just do with the word and let's hurry up and get this done right. Let's just hurry up and get, get this marriage done. Come over to my house, bring their, their marriage certificate. What did they do? They got married right away because they knew they needed to do the word. See, anytime you make a choice to say, I'm going to do the word. I'm going to do the word because I'm consecrated to live this word and do it because this is what it says. There's a blessing. I said, there's a blessing. There's a blessing to doing God's word. So how do I get myself to where I'm working and and getting these principles on the inside of me? Well, I'll tell you one of the ways is like what Romans uh, 10, 17 says. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're going to get but you're going to you're going to go visit those podcasts because those podcasts are free. (laughs) I said those podcasts are free. And then you're going to go back Mm -hmm. and you're going to listen to the preacher and what he said. And you're going to say, I don't know. Pastor Marcus said this. I was sitting in that meeting the whole time. And I didn't hear him say that. I remember something that Brother Keith Moore was saying. He said uh, he heard a lesson, uh, uh, an audio online with Brother Hagen ministering. He says, boy, it must have been like one of the finest messages I've ever heard. And he said something I never thought I heard before. I was like, man, that's a good message. And he was looking out the date in that message. He goes, hold up. I was at that meeting. And they looked at the little picture and they're a little further. And there he was sitting right there. <laughs> sitting in that meeting. Yeah. And yet that was the finest message he had ever heard. It's amazing what you hear. That's why the scripture says, take heed what you hear. Yeah. Amen. So we're, what are we doing this morning? We're taking heed. Yeah. We're being sober. We're being vigilant. Yeah. Because the, advers- the adversary, you, how many of you know you have an adversary? An adversary, his name is the devil. That's right. 
He goes around roaring like a lion. I'm not saying he is a lion. But he will take advantage of you if you're not paying attention. That's why you and I as a believer, we need to be paying attention on every little detail of our life. We don't want to ever give, put ourselves in a, in, a, in a vulnerable position. Amen? <clears throat> He's always looking for someone to take advantage of. Here, are we neglecting the he, our, the, our healing in the Word? Are we thoughtless about our prosperity? Are we careful with our thought life? Do we, do we make it a habit to check with our spirit man? Are we? Because he's, a, he's a, you know, the Bible says be, vil- be vigilant, right? Proverbs 22, verse 3 says this, A prudent man foresees the evil, hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Proverbs 22, verse 3. This is talking to believers here. A prudent man foresees the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. We cannot afford, as believers, to leave, live lives thoughtlessly. You cannot afford to not think. If you were to get behind the wheel of a vehicle, you cannot afford to think thoughtlessly of what you're doing when you're driving. You have got to set patterns within your way of driving so that you can stay safe. There's, like I said earlier, there's been times where I've been driving years ago and I was headed to work and I, and I, the word of the Lord came as a pause to me and the Lord said, and I was on the work. I was kind of already running late. I wasn't even running late. I was pretty early because I used to be up, like to be early and, uh, it was really foggy and, uh, I was having to go over the Tipton over like the 152, get over there. And right when I was about ready to get over there, Lord said, Pull into that shell station right now, and I want you to sit there for 20 minutes, 10, 20 minutes. Okay, I thought, man, what did I do wrong? Seriously, I thought, what did I do wrong? I'm like, well, boy, I just, so I got my Bible out thinking, started reading. I said, okay, Lord, order something to eat, drink, got a coffee, and a, got me a breakfast burrito. I said, okay, Lord, I'm ready. What do you got? I waited, nothing, 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 nothing. Nothing. Okay, okay, now you can get ready. You can go now. Okay. Kind of odd. I got back in my car. Didn't forget my breakfast burrito or my coffee. <laughs> got back in there, got in the car. I went down my usual over to the, when I got closer to where I was going to stop, a um, diesel with oranges. I think it was, it was, it was oranges. Had, because uh, it was a lot of fog. I think they picked oranges around that time there was tons of oranges all over the road there was a young's trunk young's truck jackknifed advertisement for young's uh, <laughs> jackknife with a bunch of oranges on the road and all and and a car and cars hitting them oranges and sliding and i just came up driving slow and and i timed it i'm like had i been there i could have been involved god if you listen to God, you will save yourself. Yes. Not just, it could, maybe nothing would happen. Maybe I'd just sit there and, and hurt my car. And, or, right. you know, you, you don't know. Yeah. But it would have lost me time. It would have lost me finances. And yet, you know, here, that's why it's important to listen to God. Yeah. Listen to God on everything, brother. Yeah. Everything. It'll save you. That's yeah. right. It'll save you. Because some of us need to be uh, a little bit more saving. Yeah. Yeah. 
to, to be more cautious on some things, to, to not be so uh, put our hands on things that we normally wouldn't put our hands on. Boy, this thing runs deep. Well, too many people are just, they, they, they look at life and they just treat it like a normal thing. And really, God says, you know, you need to start looking at things for seeing what could go wrong. Use some wisdom on some things. Use wisdom on some things. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Mark chapter 4, verse 3. We're in the book of Mark today. You know, to, this is to all you young folks. You, the more you stick to the Word of God, all you young folks that are here right now, the more you stick to God's Word right now, the more you get used to doing it right now, the easier it'll get. You don't have to live a hard life because you decided to do things your, your way. You do the Word now, your, your life will get easier, and doing the Word will be easier. Why? Because you have already conditioned yourself to do it. No different from running, no different from lifting weights. Things get easier the more you do it. You become, why? Because you've become practiced to listening to the Holy Ghost. You've become practiced to, to using your authority when necessary. You have become practiced at identifying one something as satanic and one something is of God. And the more you become practiced, the more you become discerning. And you begin to know the voice of your shepherd. Yeah. And the voice of another you will not follow. That's right. That's right. So young people, learn to do the word now. Learn to walk in love now. Learn, to, learn, learn the different facets of doing the word now. Because if you learn to do the word now, you will be more successful you won't struggle as much as everybody else. Not saying you won't go through struggles, but you'll know how to get out, get out and get over on struggles. Amen. How many of you got to Mark chapter 4 yet? And over here in verse 3, it says, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. This is Jesus talking. You know, every time Jesus has his word, he's, every time you read his word, he's sowing in your heart. His word is, his word is still sowing in your heart. Right now we're preaching to you, word is being, the word of God is being put out and so that you can receive the word of God in your heart, right? So the, he said, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Now, this is important for you and I to rec uh, recognize this. The word is being sown out, Right? Some, some seed of the seed fell by the wayside. In other words, you didn't catch everything that was being preached right now. It's impossible to catch everything Pastor Marcus is saying. That's why we go back and re-listen to the word. To catch it. You need to catch it. We need to catch what God is giving to us. And sometimes you, you, you have such a time. We live in a culture. We live in a TikTok culture. You know what I mean by TikTok culture? We can't even hold that long. I mean, you should see when we're doing Facebook Live. <laughs> goes up, goes down. Goes up, goes down. I'm like, what is that? People doing this. Can't sit still. TikTok. Ha, 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 ha. Like, copy, share. Instant gratification. No ability to sit for a moment and focus. Did you know that those things have a long-term effect on your way of thinking? 
They, they, they play a significant impact, studies have shown. They play a significant uh, impact on your ability and showing how you focus. In fact, oftentimes you'll sit there and talk to somebody and they're like, okay, let's just hurry up. Let's get, uh, okay, let's go, hurry up, move along, say what you're going to say. No patience because they're in the TikTok mode. Right. Yeah. They've conditioned their mind yep. to keep it moving. That's why sometimes listening to the word is going to require two or three sittings of listening over and over and over. I remember I, some number of years ago, Pastor Molina's dad gave me a, a Brother Hagen tape. I listened to that thing 10 times and I realized this thing sounds different every time. And I realized, no, it's, it's the same word. I'm just finally catching it yeah. after 10 listening, listenings. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It didn't say one sitting. One sitting, a little dab won't do you. Yeah. For some of us who've lived around the 70s, they know what that means. <laughs> and it happened as some, some word fell by the wayside. So as a believer, you've got to make sure whatever's fallen by the wayside, you pull that over and get that word in you. Don't let, word, don't let life, don't let things that are important slip off to the side and not, and not utilize what's already been thrown out to you. Amen. And the birds of the air, they came and devoured it. What? The devil just takes that opportunity just to scrape away what you didn't catch, what you didn't honor, what you didn't consider important. He comes and takes that away. Then some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth. In other words, you didn't have much discipline in your life to be able to hear and sit down and listen very long. No discipline. Stony ground. No discipline, you didn't, condi- you didn't, sort of like no different than getting up in the morning and cleaning your room. Mm-hmm. Didn't get ready for work. Came to work with, with junk in your eyes. Didn't come early, came like right on time. You know, don't, don't know how to keep a job. Don't know how to do this and do that. And, and you come in sloppy and you wonder why things are hard. Well, things are hard because you're, you're not treating them as important. You have yet to deal with that stony ground of a heart and condition, condition yourself to live in such a way that, 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 allows the blessing to come in your life. Pastor Nancy's father was a farmer. And he had plenty of trees, plenty of groves, but he had to go visit them. And, and he, uh, uh, Dr. Ed Dufresne used to like to travel. When he got there, he used to like to, uh, dri- uh, driving around with Pastor Nancy's his, his father-in-law because he goes, oh, isn't that neat? He said to his father-in-law, ain't that neat? You just plow, plant a seed and it'll grow. He says, he goes, no, 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 it won't. He goes, the seed doesn't grow, just, doesn't grow just because you planted it. You have to tend to it. Yeah. You have to water it. Yeah. You have to make sure there's no weeds growing around. He goes, and he said he visited, his, he visited his farm, all his different farms that he owned every week mm-hmm. to make sure they were growing right, they were prepared right, that yeah. they were being uh, watered right. He said he had to check on them all. He'd go at his routine, go get his coffee with the rest of uh, the farmers and talk business and go out there and check his crops uh-huh. every day. Everything, every day, things have to be tended to. Yeah. Every day, the word has to be tended to that was sown in your heart. Yes, yes, amen. Every day. Every day. You don't get a day off. <laughs> oh, I thought we were under grace. <laughs> There's, the grace message will only take you so far. Grace just means this. God's grace means you have been empowered to do the word. That's God's power. You, you have, you're using his power to l- work out his word in your life. You've yeah. been empowered. I cannot work the word in your life. Yeah. Right, right. 
I give you a book to read, to deal with that way of thinking, and you hold it, and I'm preaching on it, but you don't read the book, you don't meditate and do the word, do the scriptures that are involved in it, you're not cultivating the ground of your life. And when you don't cultivate it, you have very, you're not giving, the word says, there was not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, but it had no depth of earth. You had no depth to receive the word and do the word because you gave it no effort to grow. You did very little to attend to it. You didn't deal with the soil of your heart. And then circumstances come. It talks about natural circumstances come. But when the sun was up, it scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. Natural things come up and choke out the things that you've learned because you didn't make sure that it was being watered, it wasn't being fertilized, it wasn't being cared for. See, your major as a believer is doing the Word. Our major is doing the Word. Say, more miracles. More miracles. Come on. Yeah. We're, getting, we're walking in more miracles because yes. we hear the Word. Yes. We respond the Word. Yes. We're like Peter says, if that's you, Lord, bid me to walk out in the water. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, come on over, Pastor Marcus. Yeah. And when on. the storm comes, yeah. we learn from old Peter not to look at the storm. Yeah. When tough times, we ain't going to look at the storm. Yeah. We, I love the doctor, but I don't, I don't believe everything he says. I just believe what the word says. Yes. My focus is on the word. Yes. See, not what many testimonies that we've had yes. with some of the people that were, who, who, who uh, did the growing, uh, what is it, the book? supernatural childbirth they said they had they had opportunities they get bad reports you know they get they'd get a bad report but no no i'm just I'm, my focus is on the word my focus is on the word it doesn't matter what people say my focus is on the word keep your eye focused on the word keep your eye focused on jesus keep your eye when 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 people there's trouble at work keep your eyes on the lord When the rumor um, uh, wheels are going around and and you live next to the rumor weed, you you keep your eyes on the Lord. If if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, the the rumor weed, (laughs) go rent or go watch online the rumor weed on Veggie Tales. I'm the rumor weed. Ooh, ooh. Come on. That's what a lot of Christians do. They hear rumors like, they they go, I want to hear that, that ugly rumor. Well, you got to be careful with those itching ears because yeah. what it's designed to uproot you right. from doing the word. Yeah. Yeah. Uproot you. Cynicism designed to uproot you from doing the word. Negativity. Well, you know, yeah, I hear all that, but you know, that faith stuff, it don't work for everybody. Yeah, it don't. It's true. It doesn't work for everybody because not everybody applies it with the same amount of effort. You've got to make up your mind that you're going to apply effort. Yes. Effort is so important. Yes. Say effort. effort. My efforts My make, a make a difference. And I love what Mark says in verse 9. He says, and he said to them, he who has ears, hear. Let him hear. You who have ears, hear. Let yourself hear. Let yourself get delivered. Let yourself get set free. Let yourself walk in victory. 
Let, see, see, let's, we're going to, I'm telling you, I'm so excited this year. We're going to be moving into some things. Amen. I said, we're going to be moving into some things. Amen. And we're going to be like, man, boy, that was easy. Boy, you weren't here through the tough times. <laughs> some of you missed it, boy. Some of you missed some doozies. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just got to learn to do the word. Lord said, you know, the Lord told, you know, can you imagine the audacity of the Lord telling someone, just keep your eye on me? Well, I am keeping my eye. Oh. Well, obviously, if he's telling you to keep his eye on him, he's telling you because you ain't doing it. Yes. Yes. Well, I tell you, when the Lord told me one day, just keep your eyes on me, I'm like, I thought I was. Yeah. Evidently, I wasn't doing it enough. Yeah. And here's, here's where the rubber meets the moat. It's, it's in the doing of the word. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, boy, some of us this year, we're going to be walking in some fullness of some things. Amen. I said, some of us are going to be walking in the fullness of some, of some things. Amen. Why? Because we're doing the word. Doing the word. We're doers of the word. Yes. Amen. We're, we're, not ash- we're not ashamed of being a doer of the word. Yeah. We're not ashamed of worshiping God by ourselves. Amen. Holding our, our hands up before the Lord, mm-hmm. making ourselves vulnerable to him, mm-hmm. surrendering our lives. Every time we come to church, we, this is an opportunity to just surrender our lives. Father, my eyes and my focus are on you. I'm going to do your word. You start thinking that way, things will start changing for you. I said things will start changing for you. With every eye closed and every head bowed.